Thank you for downloading this sermon brought to you by the preaching ministry of Liberty Baptist Church of Las Vegas, Nevada, Dr. David Tice. For more sermons in both audio and video format, we encourage you to visit experienceliberty.com. Also, for a word of encouragement, insight, and biblical inspiration, follow Pastor David Tice's blog at davidtice.com. So without further ado, let's open our hearts to the Word of God. Over the last several weeks, we've been talking about representing Christ. We've looked at Jesus' greatest sermon, the Sermon on the Mount. We've looked at what, how Jesus wants us to live. Jesus sits down a group of people and, uh, on a hillside and he says, listen, this is how to live. You are here to represent me. This is how I want you to live. Kingdom truth is something that you and I should live every single day. It's not something we hear about and then just say, that was nice. We're supposed to take God's truth, apply it to our lives, and live it. And Jesus is going to make that very clear in this passage. Yesterday, I, I was... Um, uh, our grandkids, four of our grandkids, spent the night at our house Friday night. So I got up on on Friday or on Saturday morning, and we made breakfast for them, and uh, so had some uh, croissants and some uh, eggs, and had had that had a good breakfast. Then I decided to take them for a walk, and so Ann and I took our four grandkids. We took them down to the end of Jones, and we walked out into uh, the canyon areas that are out there that you're not allowed to go to, and uh, actually. It's just a park, but uh, so it's fenced off. So we walked out there, and we were walking around. As we were coming back from from that walk, uh, we were coming uh, up this this uh, blocked off area of road. And when we, as we were walking up there, there were three people that were bicyclers that were that were had stopped, and they were resting on these pylons. And uh, uh, I thought, wow, uh, I, I, I thought. Those are three people I can, I can share the gospel with. My wife and I have a, a pact between ourselves that if someone talks to us, then we give them the gospel. They're asking to know about Jesus. And so, uh, so uh, I got three tracks ready uh, just in case any of them said anything to us. And so I'm walking up, and one of them said, wow, isn't it a wonderful morning? And by the way, it is a wonderful morning. Can you say amen to that? Isn't it nice? Anytime you get too cold, think 110 degrees. And you will rejoice over what we're experiencing right now. So, so I, I, she said, nice morning. I said, oh, she's asking for a track. I said, yeah, it is a wonderful day, isn't it? And I said, hey, have you got a Christmas card yet? And they said, no. And so I gave them three tracks. Hand them one track, hand them another track, hand them another. And said, oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. And then they, looked, uh, they opened it up and they said, they said, oh, you're from Liberty Baptist Church. I said, yeah, we are. And they, they said, we know all about Liberty Baptist Church. And then they started talking about people they knew uh, at Liberty Baptist Church, and they knew, uh, they, they knew our association with good news clubs and what we were doing there. And, it, and I said, that's great. And we just talked for a little while and walked away, and I thought, isn't it wonderful? You're, you are being used of God to touch people's lives. These are not people that I knew. They, knew, they didn't even know who I was. Uh, and yet you are telling people about Christ. You've invited people to church. You are, are being the witness that God wants you to be. And that's what God wants from us. God wants us not just talk about Jesus, come together in our little group here, and we'll just huddle around and we'll talk about Jesus, and then we leave and don't tell anybody. Let's be secret agent Christians. God doesn't want that. 
God wants us to tell everybody about the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, Jesus right here in this passage of Scripture, the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus is speaking, and we've been talking about this the last several weeks. Jesus is talking to this group of people. He's gathered them around him, and he's saying, listen, there's a way that you ought to live. If you are here to represent me. He's about six months into ministry now, and these people are following him, and so he sits them down and he says, listen, if you want to live for the kingdom, if you want to experience the kingdom, this is how you need to live. This is what you need to do. These are, these are principles that you need to live by. You need to understand. He says, look, you need to be happy. You need, by the way, the message is entitled, Beware of False Prophets, because he's going to come and say, look, don't let false prophets stop you from living this way. And he says, look, here's, here's what you need to do. You need to be happy. Blessed is, is the poor in spirit. You need to be happy. Blessed are they that mourn because you're going to be comforted. You need to rejoice in your position, not in the condition that you're in. You need to understand you are here to represent Christ. Whatever situation you find yourself in, no matter where you're living, where you're working, no matter what you're doing, no matter what school you go to, you are there to represent Christ. So be happy because remember, you are salt. And remember, you are light. You're supposed to be the, the pillar of truth. You are supposed to be the light of the world. You're supposed to let other people know about Jesus. That's what it's all about. You, he says then, he goes on and says, don't fight with your brothers and sisters. Live this principle. Don't just know it's true. Just refuse to fight with your brothers and sisters in Christ. Don't live in lust. Don't live wanting something that's not yours. Don't, li want, don't live lusting after another woman or another man or another life situation. Don't live in lust, which means don't divorce your spouse because you see somebody that you think is prettier than her or more attractive than him. Don't, don't do that. He says, be honest and trustworthy. This is all of what Jesus is saying. And he's saying it to this group of people. And I want you to understand he's saying the same thing to us today. Be honest. Be trustworthy. People should be able to trust what you say. Go the second mile. If somebody asks you to go one mile, go with them two miles. You go beyond because that's what God does. You can't outgive God. God gives you more than you ever expected. He says to love people unconditionally. Care about people unconditionally. Love your enemies. Love your brothers and sisters. Love one another. The whole, just, just, just love people unconditionally. Not based on what they do. This is what Jesus is saying. That's what this whole, this whole series has been about. Living these kingdom truths. He says don't, don't live for the praise of man. Don't live so that people can pat you on the back. Like, live for the praise of God so that God will look at you and say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Because sometimes you're going to be doing that which is right. You're going to be doing that which is holy. And you're not going to get praised for it. You're going to get condemned for it. So just live. Don't live for the praise of man. And then he says, live to give. Don't be a taker. Be a giver. Give, be someone who gives of themselves and expecting nothing in return. And again, you're doing it for the glory of God. Pray and fast. Learn to pray the way God tells us to pray. By the way, the Lord's prayer list that we looked at there, when Jesus says, pray, let your holy name be manifest. Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done. What he's doing is he's saying, pray for these things that I've told you to live. Pray that your name will be holy. Pray that your kingdom would come through us. Let your, let your will be done through us in this earth just like it's done in heaven. And give us everything we need to, to, to be able to, to be salt and light and to, and, and to not lust and, to, and to, to, to be faithful and to be honest and trustworthy. Give us everything we need to do these things. <laughs> Forgive us 
when we forgive, uh, forgive us as we forgive others that sin against us, we're going to be sinned against. Forgive, forgive us, Father. We're forgiving everyone. His prayer list is very simple. Pray that, that I may be manifest. And then he says, pray, lead us not into trials, deliver us from satanic attack. And that's what we need to pray on a daily basis. Then he says, lay up treasures in heaven. Stop living for the things of this earth because everything in this earth is going to fall away. Everything in this world is going away. So stop living for the next big car, the next house, the next whatever. Stop living for that. Lay up treasures in heaven. Then he says, trust God to supply your needs. It's not as though you're going to go broke. We, we talked, remember we talked about the fat birds and we talked about, about the beautiful flowers and God takes care of them and he'll take care of you. Just trust God to supply your needs. Seek first the kingdom of God. It's not that, it's not that you can't enjoy the things of this earth. It's wonderful to enjoy things of this earth. I'm going to enjoy, tonight we're having an ugly sweater service here, and we're going to sing dumb songs, and uh, then we're going to sing a couple of good songs, and, and we're just going to have fun, and we're going to enjoy life, and we're just, going to, we're just going to enjoy. I love this time of year because of what people cook. Can you say amen to that? I love bakers. I mean, I, 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 I walked in this morning, walked in, through in, here before the eight, 8 o'clock service, and I saw Kathy Mitchell, and I said, it's your fault. She said, what? I said, it's your fault. She said, it's always my fault. What did I do? And I said, I said it's your fault because I wa- I'm not supposed to eat bread, and I went into my refrigerator, and I opened my refrigerator, and I saw the honey butter that you made, a jar of it. And I looked at it, and I said, it's not right not to take part of something, a gift that's been given to you from God. And I said, you're the one that did it. And I went in, I got some bread, and I poured that stuff all over my bread. And I ate it, and it's your fault. I am fat because of you. <laughs> I, love, I love to enjoy this time of year. And God doesn't, God, God's not saying you can't enjoy it. He's just saying seek first the kingdom. Live for the, live for the kingdom. And then, and then he says, and we saw this last week, don't be critical of your brothers and sisters. Don't be criticizing your brothers and sisters. Don't get involved in this whole thing of running down somebody that's a Christian that doesn't do it exactly the way you do it. Be careful not to do that. All of these things. Jesus is saying, look, I don't want you just to hear these things. You need to live these things. Now, he's talking to a group of people on a hillside. He is starting his ministry, and he's offering them the kingdom. He's offering them deliverance. He's offering himself as the Messiah. But he's saying, look, in order to have this, you've got to live this way. The sad thing is this, that at that time in history, that group of people that he talked to three years later would see him hanging on a cross That group rejected that. They didn't want to live this way. They didn't want to do these things. They refused to do these things. And Jesus wound up hanging on a cross. And then within 30 years of the time that he preaches this message, the whole city of Jerusalem is destroyed. The temple is is cast down. Everything is destroyed because they said, we're not going to live this way. The choice is yours and mine in our generation. Are we going to live this way or are we going to let things come in our ear and go right out? Are we going to walk out of here today after listening to this sermon for the last six or eight weeks? After listening to this, are we going to walk out of here and say, oh, that was nice. 
oh, that makes me feel good, or that was nice, and, and it would be great if people lived that way, or are we going to take this truth and are we going to apply it to our lives? Are we going to determine we're going to be happy? That's a choice. We're going to be salt. We're going to be light. That's a choice. I am not going to fight with my brothers and sisters. I'm going to live, not going to live in lust. I'm going to be faithful to my spouse. I'm going to be honest and trustworthy. I'm going to do this. I need you, Holy Spirit, to control me so, so that I don't live for the praise of man. And I'm, I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray what you told me to pray. I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to not lay up treasures on earth. I'm going to live for eternal things. That's a choice. These are choices that you're making. And he's saying, he's saying to that group on that hillside and to us today, he would say, listen, live this way. Live this way. Live this way because if you live this way, then you're going to live in victory and no matter what comes your way, you're going to succeed. If you live this way and the kingdom of God is going to advance. That's what he's saying. Now, after he says all of that, Jesus ends this, this whole sermon with a warning. And then he, he gives a personal prophecy. Here's the warning. The warning is beware of false prophets. Beware of people that are going to come along and lead you away from this simple teaching. These are the characteristics of those who serve God. They're not just flashing the pans. They're not just some uh, superstar Christians. They're, just, they're not just some fancy talkers. People, there are people that live this way. And you need to be living this way. But false prophets are going to come and they're going to lead you astray. He says this in verse 15. He says, Beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening Wolves. Father, in the next few minutes, I pray you'll communicate to us, your people, the truths that are here. Convict our hearts, and Father, make our hearts happy to do what is right and think about the privilege we have of representing you in this wicked world. God, speak to us, and we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Jesus said, here, look, you need to understand, false prophets are going to come, and they're going to teach you, and you're going to wind up living contrary to this because you're listening to false prophets. He says they come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. Ye shall know them, he says, by their fruits. Do, do men gather grapes of thorns or figs of thistles? Even so, every good tree bringeth forth good fruit, but a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit, neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire, wherefore by their fruits ye shall know them. Wow. He says you need to beware of false prophets because they come to you in sheep's clothing. By the way, he says this, right after he's told us not to be critical of our brothers and sisters. He's telling you, make some judgments about who is and who isn't a false prophet. There are false prophets in the world today. 
There are false prophets who come along and they say this in the name of Jesus and that in the name of Jesus. I think specifically, as I'm thinking about this, I remember when uh, in, the, in the last presidential election cycle, there are a lot of people who were prophesying honestly on television uh, or dishonestly on television. They, they said they knew from God that Donald Trump was going to be reelected. This was from God. Now listen, I'm not telling you whether I'm a, well, you know I, 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 that I like Donald Trump as a president, but the, they, were, they were saying, hey, this is of God, this is of God. I want you to understand this. When he lost the election, what does that tell us? Forget about the election. What does that tell me about, about those prophets that said they got something from God that said this was going to happen and it didn't happen? According to Deuteronomy, they, if they said something's going to happen and it doesn't happen, you know they're a false prophet. I don't care what you think about anything else. I just want you to understand, God says this is how you can tell a false prophet. Somebody who says something is going to happen and then it doesn't happen. When I, in, 19, in 1978, I can remember a preacher getting on uh, national television saying he believed that because the planets were going to all line up uh, in in, uh, in 1980 that Jesus was going to come in 1980. You can just mark it down. I can remember in 1987, a book became popular among all, I mean, Christians all over the place. Every place I went, people said, have you read this book? Have you read this book? And the, the book was 88 Reasons Why Jesus is Coming in 1988. And people were buying it, and people were taking it, and they were saying, hey, look at this book. Jesus is coming. Look at because of this and this and this and this and this, the pyramids and, and, and the whole thing. Everything points towards Jesus coming in 1988. Jesus is coming in 1988. At the end of 1988, the guy revised it and said, I meant 1989. <laughs> and people actually bought that book. You know what that means? That we're very foolishly led astray. Sheep can be led astray. Dumb, dumb. Listen, Jesus said, no man knows the day or the hour. And I remember saying that. Look, Jesus said, no man knows the day or the hour. And they said, we, we're not saying the day or the hour. We're just saying the year. Jesus is coming. Let me, let me make this very clear. That's stupid thinking. Jesus is saying, no one knows, and it's not our business. You know what Jesus said our business is? To live the kingdom now. Jesus will come back one day, and he'll rule and reign in Jerusalem. Until that you and I are the kingdom representatives. You and I represent the kingdom. So don't get led astray by false teachers. False teachers deny that Jesus Christ is God. False teachers come along and, and teach you there's another way to get saved other than putting your faith and trust in Jesus. False teachers do things that are contrary to the word of God. False teachers live immorally. We'll look at that in just a minute. He says beware of false teachers. <clears throat> he said because they wrap themselves in sheep's clothing. And they look like sheep. Why does he say that? Because Jesus describes us as sheep. He says, I am the good shepherd. and <clears throat> I know my sheep. <clears throat> and I and am known of mine. As the Father knoweth me, even so uh, know I the Father. And I lay down my life for my sheep. Note this. He says, I know my sheep. That's a very important word, the word know. And you'll see that in just a minute. It's very important that we, that we understand that we know him. He is our shepherd. We are his sheep. Jesus describes us as sheep. In Peter, Peter says this, for 
ye were as sheep going astray, but now are returned unto the shepherd and bishops of your soul. So we're described as sheep. And so, so, so what does a false prophet does? do? A false prophet comes in and dresses up like a sheep. And then we're fooled. And we think, hey, this guy's one of us sheep. And we're warned that many false prophets are going to come into the world. Jesus said this, and many false prophets shall rise and deceive many. Multitudes will follow false prophets. Just because there's a large following doesn't mean they're right. Multitudes are going to follow a, a false prophet. That's happened throughout the centuries. People have claimed to be Jesus Christ. People have claimed to be the uh, uh, preachers of, of God. And yet, th- what they teach causes uh, causes division amongst God's people. What they teach is contrary to the word of God. He says, he warns us, John warns us. He says, beloved, believe me, believe not every spirit. Try the spirits, whether they are of God. Many false prophets are gone out into the world. That is where we live. Peter warns us of the same thing. So how do I know a false prophet? Well, Jesus tells us, Here in this passage, Jesus says in verse 16, he says, you shall know them by their fruits. You're going to know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes of thorns or figs of thistles? Even so, every good tree bringeth forth good fruit, and a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. We have a fig tree, and our neighbor has a fig tree right next to us, a big fig tree, and it has nice figs on it, but we never get any of the benefit of the figs. We just get the leaves. Uh, this time of year, the leaves are falling off, and man, they're big leaves, and they come over, uh, and they blow into our yard, and we have to sweep them up. My wife won't let me throw away the, the leaves because she's a gardener, and she says, hey, those leaves, those crumbled up leaves have got minerals in them, and, I, and we have, so now I have to sweep them up and put them in a bag and take them and put them on her flowers. And so um, anyway, that has nothing to do with this message. I just wanted you to know my, my sad state of affairs. But uh, so, so uh, what, what's he saying? He's saying, look, that a, that, that a false prophet will bring forth bad fruit. You'll be able to tell who he is by his bad fruit. Now, there are fruit that God says that every Christian should have. That list that we looked at at the very beginning, these are fruit, that's fruit in our life. But God talks about fruit. God talks about souls being fruit. That when we lead someone to Christ, when we tell somebody about Christ and they get saved, that's fruit. Uh, Paul said it, or Jesus says this way, I am the vine and you are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me you can do nothing. A person that's living this way will, will draw people to himself, and he'll be able, or she will be able to, to lead other people to Christ. That, that souls are fruit. There's also, God talks about the fruit of the Spirit being evident in Christians' lives. In, in uh, uh, Wait a minute, that's not the verse that's supposed to come up. Oh, yes, he says this. Now, and now I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them, uh, 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 that oftentimes I purposed to come to you, but was let hitherto that I might have some fruit among you also. So again, he's talking about, about souls being fruit. Souls are fruit. When we lead someone to Christ, they are, they are fruit. Then he says, in, uh, Paul says in Galatians, but the fruit of the Spirit, there is, there is a there's a your, your, your life will bear certain fruit. There'll be evidence that the Spirit of God is in you, and that will be love, and that will be joy, and that will be peace, and that will be long-suffering, and that'll be gentleness, and that'll be goodness, and that'll be faith, and that'll be meekness, and that'll be temperance. 
that will be evident. These, that this fruit will be evident in your life if you are a Bible believer. It will also be evident in the life of a prophet, a preacher. The word prophet just means to be a preacher. The preachers that, that are really living for the Lord have got the Holy Spirit controlling them will produce love and joy and peace. Their, their messages will not produce anger and hatred and and immorality. Their, their, their messages will produce love, joy, peace, long-suffering. That means putting up with trials for a long period of time, gentleness, being kind to people that may be unkind to you, goodness, faith, meekness, dependence upon God. All of that is the fruit of the Spirit. That's going to be evident in a Bible believer's life. And then Jesus talks about, or I'm sorry, Paul talks about the fruit of righteousness, the peaceable fruit of righteousness. In Ephesians, he says, for the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and truth. What I'm saying is this, if a false prophet comes along, he's not going to have any of these things in his life. He's not going to have the love and joy and peace and long-suffering. Oh, he may pretend to have it, but it won't be evident in, in, in his messages. It won't be, it won't be evident in, uh, in how he lives and the results of his life. You'll not see that in his children. You'll not see that in his family. You'll not see that in his church. You'll not see that. You'll, you'll just see the opposite of that. In fact, a false prophet will, will, won't bear any of these good fruits. He will bear the, the, the fruit of the flesh. He will manifest the works of the flesh. The Bible says this, that the Bible says the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these. And then he talks about the work of the flesh. Recently, I was reading a book by uh, David Jeremiah. Actually, I was reading on the internet a, uh, a, a sermon by David Jeremiah. David Jeremiah is a great preacher. You ever get a chance to hear him? Hear him. He's on our radio station. Listen to KVXL 101.1. End of commercial. Uh, but uh, he, uh, tremendous, he did a, a series where he talked about how to, to recognize a false prophet. And he went to 2 Peter chapter 1, and he lists the attributes from that passage of Scripture of 2 Peter. Or in 2 Peter, he lists what a false prophet does. And I thought, oh, this is great. I wanted to share it with you. He said, first of all, they infiltrate the church. They come into the church so that they look like everybody else. They're sheep in, uh, wolves in sheep's clothing. They, they come in secret. They don't come out, they don't come in and say, hey, I'm a false prophet, here I am for you, uh, and I just want you to know they come in, they're very kind, they're very nice, they're people, people look at them and say, hey, this, this guy's wonderful. They come in secret. They, they deny the work of Christ. They say, well, uh, you know, look what I did, or look what I did, and it's not all about Jesus, it becomes all about them. They speak evil of truth. When something comes contrary to what they want, they'll speak evil of truth. They'll speak evil of, of leaders, the Bible says. They, they are greedy. They're not, it's not just greedy for money, but they want popularity. They want recognition. They want power. They want people. And, of course, they want money. They're greedy. That's what God's Word says. They, they use words that sound so close to the truth. In fact, they'll, they'll, they'll use the name of Jesus. They'll, use, they'll, use, uh, they'll talk about church. They'll talk about love. They'll talk about generosity. They'll talk about everything. But it all winds up benefiting them. They, they follow after the flesh, and they'll, they'll tantalize people with the flesh. If you do this, then God's going to bless you, and you're going to have this, and you're going to have that, and you're going to have the other thing. They're, they're, they are presumptuous and self-willed. They, they want what they want. 
And because of that, they reject authority. They do not want anybody telling them what is right and what is wrong. They are an authority unto themselves. They exhibit peace, but are really untamed beasts, the Bible says. They, they look like they're peaceable and loving, but they are untamed beasts. They, they speak more evil than good. Oh, I want to tell you how bad that person is, and I want to tell you how bad that person is, and I want to tell you how wicked that person is, and I want to tell you how bad this thing is, and it's all bad, 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 instead of, hey, look at what God has done for us. They're ignorant. That is, they're ignorant of God's Word and what the Word of God. They know enough of the Word of God to deceive other people, but they're ignorant of the deeper truths of God's Word. And so they cannot speak to you the deep truths of the Word of God. They, they, love, they, they love to deceive other people, and they lead people into deception as long as they will follow them. They are, they're filled with adultery. What happens is people who get into that, into a fleshly religion, then they start thinking about themselves, and they're living for their own desires, and they're using their religion. And what happens is you find people who are the followers falling into foolish Hurtful lust, the Bible says, they're filled with adultery. They, they cannot cease from sinning. They continue to do wrong. They battle with the flesh and never seem to overcome it. They, they prey on unstable new believers. So new believers are led astray. And the Bible tells us that by multitudes, by many, many people will be led astray by them. They, they intentionally lie. Uh, uh, we're not talking about politicians now. We're talking, uh, we're talking about people who claim to be believers, false prophets, they, they, they live for money and uh, they talk a lot and they say nothing. This is what God describes these, 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 these uh, false prophets. By the way, the word prophet would be the same as like reporter for us. It's a proclaimer, somebody who proclaims. So that would be reporters like ABC, NBC, CBS, uh, whatever. Okay, they, they make grand promises, but they never deliver. They, they use alluring thoughts to provoke the crowd. All of these things, the Bible says that they make promises that they can't deliver on. All of these things. Again, I encourage you to check out Second uh, Peter chapter 1. Look at the description. This is a description from the Word of God of these false prophets. The bottom line is, this false prophet doesn't practice what he preaches. That there, there's, no, there's no righteousness, there's no fruit of righteousness, there's no spiritual fruit, there's no love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness. In fact, they're impatient. They, they drive people to do, you've got to do this, you've got to do that. They, there are no souls that are saved. They're just condemning of others. The result of their ministry is the work of the flesh. And you find the flesh being manifest in their work. The Bible says it this way, now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, adultery. All of this kind of thing comes out of that type of false prophet. Fornication, uncleanness. He doesn't get up and say, hey, adultery's okay and sexual sin's okay. It just happens from those who are sucked in to the false teaching. Uncleanness, lasciviousness, that is desiring things that aren't righteously satisfied. Idolatry, Witchcraft, that word witchcraft comes from a Greek word, pharmaceutical, which means drug abuse. Hatred, 
Here you have it. Variants, emulations. This is where Christians wind up fighting other Christians and bad-mouthing other Christians. And, and, and uh, you find this seditions, heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like. You've all heard of preachers who were serving. Uh, they, they, they were such wonderful preachers. They were such, but how did they, in the world did that happen? They divorced their spouse. Oh, how did that happen? They got involved in immorality. Or well, how did that happen? They got thrown in jail. Or how did that happen? You say, well, how did that happen? Here's, here's, the Bible says they're false prophets. They're false prophets. They, they lead people into, I know a guy that used to follow this guy, and now like, oh, he just... He just seems to hate God and hate everything about God. The Bible says that's what happens when we get sucked into false prophets. There's envyings and murders and drunkenness and reveling of such like, of which I tell you before, as I have told you in times past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Wow, Jesus says a lot about these false prophets. So much that we learn. God says beware of them. You say, where do you find them? You find them in churches. You find them, and by the way, I want you to understand, this church has a TV, I've been on TV, we've had radio ministry, we have a radio ministry, we have internet ministry, but I want you to understand, you can go on the internet, you can go on television, you can go on radio, and you can listen to false prophets all the time. They're all over the place. And you need to be careful. We, we use all of these instruments, and we you need to use everything we have to reach the world with the gospel of Jesus Christ, but I want you to understand they're out there those tools are out there available for false prophets and you need to guard yourself. And when you see any of these things being manifest, or he, you listen to this preacher and you think, man, I just want to go out and, oh, I'm so upset. I'm gonna, oh, I'd like to just get somebody. I'd like to do something. If you're getting stimulated to be angry or mad or hurt someone, that's a false prophet. And you're being manipulated by the false prophet. And he says, listen, you beware of those false prophets. He says the false prophet isn't going to get you to be doing things that are contrary to the characteristics of those who serve God. And he, he's warning you against these things. Then he says this. He says these true false prophets, these false prophets will be cast into hell. Look at, look at what he says, his next words. He says, not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, and that's what these false prophets will do. They'll stand in front of Jesus one day, and here's what's going to happen. Not everyone that says unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven. He says, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Many are going to say to me, these are this, these false prophets. Many are going to say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name we've done um, uh, we've cast out devils in thy name and in thy name we've done many wonderful works and I will profess unto them I never knew you remember Jesus said I know my sheep and my sheep know me he's going to say to them I never knew you then he's going to say depart from ye ye that work iniquity the word iniquity means self will these false prophets were able to do miraculous works, and people said, oh, wow. These false prophets were eloquent. They were, they were speakers. The word prophet means to proclaim. They were proclaiming stuff, they're pro and they're eloquent. And people say, wow, look at how smart that guy is. Look at how wise that guy is. Look at how, look at how able he is to communicate. The problem is they're communicating lies. 
And the Bible says in, in, in that day, they're, 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 doing, they're casting out demons in the name of Jesus. They're preaching in the name of Jesus. They're doing wonderful works in the name of Jesus. The Bible says that, that he looks at them and says, I, depart from me, I never knew you. They, they, they preach in Jesus' name. Just because somebody uses the name Jesus doesn't mean that they believe in the same Jesus that you believe in. See, the Jesus that you and I believe in is God in human flesh. He's, he's the one who left heaven and came to this earth and died to pay the penalty of our sin. He did everything in our place. There's no way you can work your way to heaven. The only way you can get to heaven is by coming to Jesus and saying, Jesus, I admit that I'm a sinner. I deserve to go to hell. I believe that you died in my place. You were buried. You rose from the dead for me, and I'm trusting you to take me to heaven. And when you do that, you become a child of God. And, and, uh, and we don't just claim the name of Jesus. We know him because we've had a conversation with him and we've asked him to be our savior. And he is now, he's in us and we're in him. They preach in the name of Jesus. They cast out devils in the name of Jesus. They do these things and you say, wow, look at, look at that. They, they did many wonderful works. The word wonderful works means miracles. They did miracles. People say, wow, remember this. That the, that, that, that the Antichrist is going to be killed and he's going to be raised from the dead. And people are going to say, this has got to be God. He's a, the false prophet is going to be there. And that this, this man of sin is going to do these wonderful works. But the Bible says, Jesus says, I don't know you. I don't know you. It doesn't matter what you know. It matters who you know. Say amen to that. You have to know Jesus. There has to be a time in your life you come to Jesus and say, Jesus, I, there's no way I can get myself to heaven. Save me. Give me eternal life. I put my faith and trust totally and completely in you. The Bible says, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. You could just put in there, I was baptized in your name. I went to church in your name. I did good things in your name. I helped people out in your name. None of that, none of that, you got to know him. Jesus, I'm a sinner. You know that. I know you're the Savior. I know that. I know you. I want to know you. Please save me. Boom. You become a child of God. Man, that's an amazing thing. You become a child of God by receiving him. These false prophets did not know him. And Jesus is warning us, don't be led astray by these false prophets. I want you, Jesus is saying, to live what I've said. And so then Jesus concludes. Jesus concludes this message. Oh, by the way, they were doing their own will, not his. Jesus concludes this message. And, and this is how he concludes it. He concludes this message by saying, look, I want to give you a prophecy. And it's a personal prophecy. And the prophecy is found in, in verse 25, or verse 24. It says, therefore, whosoever, that would include you and me, Heareth the, these sayings of mine and doeth them. I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. He, he says, listen, again, let me read it again. Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them. This is the guy that hears them and does them. He is like a wise man. The Bible says he builds his house on a rock. The rains descended 
and the floods came, and the winds blew. Look, Jesus didn't say, you're not going to have troubles. He's not saying, there's not going to be a storm. He's not saying, there's not going to be winds that are blowing against you, and rain coming, and the storms are there. He's saying, you're building your house on a rock. If you hear what I say, and you do what I say, you build your house upon a rock, and it fell not. When the storms come, you don't fall, you don't crumble. For it's founded upon a rock. But now listen to what Jesus says. Jesus says, And everyone that heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, you hear them, you hear them, you come every week and you hear the word of God. You've heard this entire message. You've, for the last six weeks, you've come and you've heard all that Jesus said in the Sermon on the Mount. You've listened to all of it. You say, Oh, that was good. And you went home and you had lunch, which is okay. But you didn't take these things and take them in. And everyone that heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them shall be likened unto a fool, and doeth them not, I'm sorry, shall be likened unto a foolish man which built his house upon the sand. Wait a minute, I heard it, I heard it, I heard it. But you didn't do it. You didn't do it. The Bible says the rain, the same rain that came upon the wise man's house is coming on you, and the same floods that came on the wise man's house are coming on you, and the same winds that blew on the wise man's house are coming on you. But his stood, the Bible says it beat upon that house, and it fell, and great was the fall thereof. See, the wise man hears and obeys, and the wise man will endure the storm. That It will just stick, it will, it'll stick, it won't, the, the house will not fall down. But he says, the foolish man hears it and doesn't obey. And it's like building your house on a piece of sand. Or, and and the, the rains come and you lose your house. And there's a lot of Christians' homes that look like that. They've fallen, they're falling apart. Their houses, their lives are falling apart. And you say, why? Because I heard it. I knew it. I went to church. I listened. I heard it. And I heard it. And I heard it. I thought, oh, that was good. And that was good. And that was good. Went home and had a, watched the football game, did whatever I needed to do, went, went wherever I needed to go, had fun, and did. And though I heard it, I didn't do it. Jesus said, look, I'm giving all this to you so you will do it. It's so sad to me that that. These people that Jesus is talking to, he's talking to a group of people and he's saying to them, look, do these things. Live this way. Take this truth. Be happy about the, the position you're in, that you're a child of God. Be salt. Be light. Don't fight with your brothers and sisters. Don't, don't live in lust. Don't, get, don't divorce your spouse, no matter what your lust wants to do. Be honest and trustworthy. Go the second mile. Love people unconditionally. Don't live for the praise of man. Live to give. Pray. Pray the way I've taught you to pray. Lay up treasures in heaven. Trust God to supply your needs. Seek the kingdom of God. Don't be critical of your brothers and sisters. Live this way. Don't just hear it. Live it. Make a determination. Decide. This is the way I'm going to live. That's something you have to decide every single day. This is the way I'm going to live. I'm going to live this way. And God, I can't do it, so I surrender to you. Holy Spirit, control me so I will live this way. He said that to those people of that day, and they chose not to live that way. And 30 years later, their entire nation was destroyed. And they went into they lost their land for close to 2,000 years. I want you to understand that, that it was just 
30 years or 35 years after Jesus preached this, that, that it all was gone. And I want you to understand, I believe this with my whole heart, that Christians need to listen to what Jesus said. In today, in America, 2023, you and me need to say, okay, Lord, I want my family to be strong. I want my family to be solid. I want our church. By the way, I love what this church has been doing. This has been an absolutely amazing year at Liberty Baptist Church. It's amazing that we're seeing, we're seeing over 1,000 people on a week-by-week basis come to this church, that there's over 115 new families that have, that have people that have been baptized. That's an amazing thing to see people get saved and see people get baptized and identify with this church and to see, see uh, over three or at somewhere between three and 400 people make professions of faith in Christ. It's an amazing thing to, to be in, in, in public school Bibles, uh, having public school Bible studies and being, seeing people just make choices for Christ. That's an amazing thing to see what God is doing. And I believe it. I believe that that's, that, that, that's happening here because, because many of you have said, I'm not just going to hear this. I'm going to live this way. I'm going to live this way. I'm going to live this way. That's a choice every one of us have to make. We're going to live this way. Not just hear it, but we're going to live this way. And then what we're doing is we're the salt and we're the light that God wants us to be. And when we're doing that, it's not that there's not going to be storms. There will be storms. But you will be stable and you'll make it through the storms if you just determine, I'm going to keep doing what Jesus tells me to do. I can't do it by myself. So every day I'm going to surrender to the Holy Spirit of God. Let Him work through me. And then He will do that. And I'm not going to let some false prophet come along and distract me from living the kingdom. God wants you to live these kingdom truths day by day. Yesterday we got back from that walk that I told you about. I said to my, my, now when I take my grandkids for a walk in the desert, they pick up stuff. I mean, they pick up stuff, very valuable stuff that's rusty and old. And uh, pieces of wood that's like, you gotta have this piece of wood. And, and, uh, and, and so they, we got back to the house and this is what I said. I said, now look, take all the stuff. I, I, I didn't say that. I said, I want you to take that big log that you got. I want you to put it by the, I want you to put it by the lamppost out in front of our house so that when your mom and dad come and get you, they're taking that stuff that's so valuable with them to their home because I don't want it here. And so, uh, so I told them to do that. And this is what they said. Oh, yeah, dad. Oh, yeah. No. Oh, grandpa. Yeah. No. Oh, oh no problem. You know what happened? This morning I got up and I went, opened my trunk to put some stuff in there. All that junk was still there. There was. You say, what, what, didn't, didn't they hear you? Oh, they did. And it went in here and it came out here. And all the junk is still in my trunk. Now, all, I'm sorry, all the good stuff is still in my trunk. So often we're just like that. And Jesus knew it. Jesus knew it. We've just spent eight weeks, six to eight weeks, going through what Jesus said. He said, live this way. Now, you have to make a decision. Was that, a, that was a nice message? Or am I going to take what Jesus said, and am I going to apply it to my life? And am I going to live this way? Because you making a determination to do what Jesus wants you to do will strengthen you, will strengthen your family, will strengthen this church, and will affect this nation. We have to determine. We are salt and we're light. And I don't want to be the fool who loses it all. That because I 
heard it, but I didn't do it. You're, you're, you, you, are, you are to be salt and light. God has called you to be that. So take what you've learned and live it. You'll live in victory. While others are being defeated, you'll live in victory. You'll be able to help other people who are actually seeing their houses crumble. You'll be able to help them if you determine, I'm not going to be the foolish man. I'm going to be the wise man. He gives us a warning. Watch out for false prophets. He gives us a personal prophecy. The personal prophecy is, listen and obey, and you'll succeed. Listen and don't obey, and you'll lose it all. Let's be the wise man who bids his house on a rock. Father, help us to take what's been said. Help us to apply it to our lives. Father, help us not just be hearers, but doers. I, I pray, Father, you'd help us. God, there's enough people in this auditorium today that if we took these truths, prayed the way you told us to pray, and lived the way you told us to live, God, you, would, you could impact this entire nation. And I pray, Father, that that would happen in our families, in our lives, in our, in our, uh, in our church, and, Father, in our city, in our state, in our nation. I pray you'd work through us. Help us to take your truth and apply it. And I pray for your mercy on our, on our world. And I ask this in Jesus' name. We hope that message was an encouragement to your heart. Now for weekly updates and for information about Liberty Baptist Church, be sure to follow us on Twitter and like us on Facebook at LBC of Las Vegas. Well, that's it for today. Thanks again for listening. Until next time, God bless.